Hi, Liz. Oh, hi, Samantha. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thank you again for um, chatting with me just about your life, yourself, um, being a single mom, and the successes you've had over the last few years. And I just really wanted to be able to share with this um, audience how you have um, made the transition from married to single mom, to single and single mom, and how you how that journey has been for you and how you've gotten through a lot of the difficult times to come out on the other side, basically feeling like a road. So, sure. So, so lovely. <laughs> I would love to. Well, um, I actually decided that I was going to get divorced when my son was about two and a half years old. And, you know, again, everybody always asks, well, what, what is it and what caused you? And I think that really the reasons of divorce isn't pertinent because the reality is if you are experiencing divorce, whether it's your choice or the other person's choice, you've obviously come to the end of the line at some degree, either partner. And if you were trying to work on it and then you tried and obviously you still felt that you had to get divorced and obviously the bottom line is the communication between the partners and the compatibility and and various issues. But when you've actually decided that it's time, to focus on the reasons why is just going to deter you from moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I don't like really focusing on that area uh, in, in reference to when I'm talking to people. Because the reality is, is we all have our reasons, we all had our situations, whether it was our choice or not. And the point in everything in moving forward is accepting where you're at, accepting the decision you're making, and then taking the steps to actually change your life for the better, whichever way they may be. And I actually do marriage counseling as well. I help people stay together when they're at the point that they both are in on it and want to do that. So having said that, I decided that the marriage just was not beneficial for neither myself, nor my ex-husband, nor my son, who, like I said, was about two and a half at the time. And one of the things that is sort of the preface of me getting into what I do right now and becoming a life transition coach is that I did my divorce in three weeks. Okay. It was something that I knew I would have a major financial loss, but I had a huge emotional gain for myself and for my son. And it was something that I personally did not want to go through the process of court and fighting it out and spending a lot of money that at the time was, you know, of major value to both myself and my son's future as well. And realize that it's okay if I were to make certain financial sacrifices as long as I knew that 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 would mean that it would be a shorter amount of time for me to actually start my new life and, and coping with the changes. Mm -hmm. which is exactly what I did. And having done that and having experienced that and having people see that I was doing it that way, they instantly wanted to know how I did it, which is why I got into being a life transition coach. (laughs) That's the premise. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask me correctly, the, the question, if I remember the question is, you know, how did I make that transition? How did I cope with it, basically, the reality is, is that I put my son first before anything else. Okay. And my vision was how I could give him the best life, how I can raise him in a way that he is going to be successful as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, coming from a divorced family 
mm-hmm. and making it in a certain way that it wouldn't be abnormal to him. Okay. Meaning, okay. right, got it? You know, so it's something that his life would just be normal and he would have every opportunity that any other child would have. And as I said before, the transition would be very smooth. And I was lucky because my son was young at the time and it obviously is much easier when your children are younger. But it's possible in all areas, in all mm-hmm. ages. So that was one of the driving factors for me to really move forward quickly to make the decisions that I made and how I handled my divorce, to make sure that I had control over my emotional state because the way that we handle divorce is the way that our children handle divorce, period. And the way that we view it is the way that they're going to view it now and they're going to view it for the rest of their lives. We have a lot of control over that. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, I use that to the advantage of making my son feel that this isn't the worst thing that could happen in his life and quite contrary, that there are going to be changes in his life, but they're going to be positive changes. Okay. And that's pretty much how I handled the process, which, like I said, made it a lot easier to start focusing on rather the emotional duress of the transition on, okay, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to increase my financial capabilities to be able to give the life that I want for my child and not necessarily depend on, you know, external issues, whether it be his, uh, the child support and, you know, how much his father is paying, how much I'm paying, and just really focus on this is my son, this is my life. What can I do from this moment forward to give him whatever it is that I want to or that he deserves or that he needs? And at that point is when I uh, started coaching people. Uh, At at this point, it wasn't a business, to be quite honest. I was actually an interior designer at the time. Okay, okay. And, um, yeah, and it was a matter that because people saw the way that I was handling the divorce, and I had always been that person, that go-to person for advice and for help. I've been, you know, innately doing NLP for many, many, many years, and I realized after about a year of doing it on the side as a part-time practice that it's so needed and the results were so phenomenal that it's time that I take the leap into doing this full-time. Five years now. <laughs> yeah. And obviously doing a really great job, I mean, especially helping women make you know, transitions, and I really love how you emphasize the decisions that you made um, before, during, and after the entire process, because decisions are so crucial, and you didn't let your emotions overtake you during the process. And I think a lot of women don't realize the um, strength they have, emotionally, physically, or otherwise, to be able to get through different situations but it does take a lot of critical thinking skills. It takes a lot of um, making decisions in the, um, in, the, in the beginning of the process. So you have kind of set out a path to this is the vision, this is the end result that I want to achieve. And so in doing that, you become more successful, and it's, the process is not long drawn out like you're, you know, pulling scabs off your skin through the entire process, but it can be... Yeah. A point, a point where you can move forward, feel relatively healthy emotionally, 
and be able to project that off to your children because what, how we feel, we definitely project off to our kids. And like, whether it's a um, traumatic situation, a car accident or divorce or whatever, they look to us for that emotional um, cue. And if we're doing it in a way, in a manner that is healthy, then they can end up being healthy as well. So sure. pass off to you for doing that. That's, just, that's, complete, that's, complete. that's really awesome. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you, Samantha. I, I have to say that, you know, a big part of my practice and what I do, it is very hard consciously to cope with the duress and the challenges. And mm-hmm. that's where I differ with other coaches and in the way that I handle it because the fact that NLP is the basis of my coaching, what we really do is we make changes unconsciously rather than consciously because those are the changes that stick and those are the changes that happen much quicker. When you're consciously trying to control your emotional states Mm -hmm. and consciously trying to tell yourself and really, you know, work on it, it's a lot longer of a process when you're able to realize how easy it actually is to change behaviors through your unconscious coding and patterns, it's a much quicker process so that you don't have that automatic unconscious reaction to whatever the situation is, whether it be you know sadness or anger or frustration or any of those, and have to constantly consciously fight it you can just automatically change that reaction, okay. which makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that's really important, especially for women, because we are naturally just very emotional or, or tend to be quite emotional, and being able to um, utilize tools that will help us get through different emotional situations, traumas, in a, um, in a better way is so important. So... Um, tell us a little bit more about NLP, what it is, and how a person can either learn more about it or incorporate it into their lives. Sure. Well, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, it was founded about 40 years ago by two gentlemen, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. And pretty much what they did is that they studied the success of three very prominent psychiatrists and psychologists at the time which was Virginia Satir, who was in family therapy, Milton Erickson, who was a master in language patterns and one of the founders of hypnotherapy, and also Fritz Perls of Gestalt therapy. He's a founder of Gestalt therapy. So what they did is, rather than, than learn from process of elimination and like the failures of certain situations, they really studied not what necessarily they were doing, but how they were doing it, how they were achieving the success in communication and in change for their patients. And by doing that, they figured out this, that there is a coding of excellence to our behaviors, to our, you know, the patterns in our unconscious mind. And that involves really stating the connection between three major areas, which is neurologically the way that we think, linguistically the way that we communicate both verbally and non-verbally, and also those patterns, right? Those behavioral patterns that are developed uh, through our life. So by being able to state the connection and figuring out each individual has different coding, you know, we're all different people. Mm -hmm. So when you're able to figure out your specific coding, 
you're able to make the changes necessary, as I mentioned before, on an unconscious level to really gain that success. So it's a lot of learning of communication, learning how to understand yourself and how to understand others, how to speak others' languages as well, because we all have different languages even though we speak English (laughs) to each other. There's other things involved in our language. And it really is an amazing, amazing format and basis and science to achieve success in whatever you want to do. That's why it's applied to so many different areas in life, you know, whether it be business coaching, whether it be sports coaching, whether it be politics, advertising. There's so many different areas that use these tools and techniques to achieve success. And I happen to take it and really focus on the divorce aspect and the coaching aspect, which has really worked great. Okay, and and that's excellent. I know when we talked before, we um, came on the subject of child support, and you were, um, it was around child support, divorce, breakup in relationships, and the process people go through when they are um, experiencing a breakup and how they focus more on the financial first than the emotional, getting the emotional part um, solid and healthy so that they can move into the financial um, better. So right. can, you, can you talk a little bit about that and how those two are connected, but they shouldn't be turned upside down in order to, if you really want to have success financially or otherwise? Sure, absolutely. Well, again, you know, we go through life and a big part of our behavior is based on our belief system. And a big part of how we perceive things is part of this coding that I'm talking about. So we can actually be an individual that is extremely independent when we're single, a career woman, um, financially successful, or at least trying to achieve it and working hard at it. And then we get married and we have children and things change and this coding changes, you know, based on what's going on in our lives. So what tends to happen is people, you know, become accustomed to a certain lifestyle or a certain situation, whether they're working, whether they're not. And when it comes to women, you know, some women give up their careers for their families, even though they had one before and focus on being a mother because, you know, we all know that that's a much harder job. (laughs) And, you know, I, you know, I, I respect women that stay at home that are stay at home mothers as well. I think it's sometimes we actually have the benefit of escaping the stress at home by Mm -hmm. having careers and working. So, you know, you may have a woman that gave up her career to be a housewife and then she's going through the process of divorce. And the first thing that's going to be, through her mind is how am I going to maintain this lifestyle? Like, oh no, I have to go back to work or I'm just going to fight it out to get the most that I can so that I don't have to work. Uh, it could even be, you know, two working, working uh, spouses that they've been based on, they've been basing their life obviously on a double income. So mm-hmm. now again, it's the same thoughts of how am I going to handle this? I'm going to need to make sure that I have a specific amount of money to be able to continue my lifestyle and also be able to raise this child on my own or children. Mm-hmm. Now, the first step in this course that needs, you know, in, in the process in order to be able to eventually get back on feet and do it is to understand that we all have the resources within us. Okay? We've done it before. Yeah. Whether it was a different situation, whether we didn't have children, we did have the ability of making ourselves independent financially 
or even if we had the ability to be dependent on someone else, it was a different situation, and there's some certain way that we did that, right? I mean, very few people are dependent on other people in every area of their life since they were born to the point that they're divorced. At certain point, they had to make decisions on their own. They had to take a job or go to school or get the education they needed, I mean, in, in, in any situation. So we do have the resources within us to do that. And to go back to that train of thought of, okay, well, I need to make, take the steps needed to move forward and to get the life that I want. And even if it has nothing to do with financials, you know, even a woman that wants to get married and is looking for a relationship, she still has that belief system, right? Like, this is what I want. This is what I need. I need to put myself out there. I need to go dating. I need to do whatever it takes to actually find someone to get married to. So when you start focusing on what it is that you need to do rather than what it is that you're losing, that's the first step in achieving success post-divorce, right? Rather than what it is that you deserve, uh, there's a, a lecture that I do in reference to separating pride from the process because really pride is a big um, catalyst to complications in divorce and conflict. And once you're able to understand that it's not necessarily about you, it's about your children, it's about having the life that you want and separating those, that automatically will help you control your emotional states. So the reality is, is that with finance, when you're going through it, is rather than fear the loss, look forward to the opportunities that you have in the future. Look forward to now that you really have no choice, really, there's other opportunities that you're going to have out there. You can choose a career that's going to, you know, fit your lifestyle. You can, whether it's a matter that you want to work from home, you can start exploring new areas and careers and jobs that you may have never thought about before because you were comfortable where you at and doing whatever you were doing and just going day by day with your life. So it actually gives a lot of opportunity to women in this situation to start new and reinvent yourself. That, that is awesome. And I, I, that's, I know it's part of what I did. And you also mentioned it too. You were thinking about your son and the kind of life you wanted him to be able to have and that you, you were willing to make the sacrifices in the short term in order to have the big wins in the long term. And I think that's really um, an important part of that entire process. You know, your um, getting your emotions, I guess I won't say contained, but at least manageable so that you can think about your children and about their future and about what's best for them because they're only with us for a short time. Um, So make the time that you're with them the best because they need us to be there completely, fully, without all the extra uh, emotional drama or anger, resentment towards an ex-spouse or ex-otherwise. So... That I think that's really um, important for so many single mothers to remember and to really get down into their spirit because that is really at the bottom line on what's most important. Right. Yeah, you know, the, the reality is is that we're mothers, right? When you have a child, you accept the responsibility to be a mother for the rest of your life. And regardless of what situations happen in life, because there's a lot of worse situations than divorce, you have that responsibility to take care of your children, no matter what the situation is. 
And we tend to forget that after we get divorced and we tend to focus more on, as I mentioned, what we're losing, uh, our pride, our hurt, our betrayal, you know, anything that we're, we're feeling, all of those emotional states. When reality, the focus should be solely on our children. And if you don't have children, because there are many people that go through divorce that still have many issues without children, you know, you have to focus on your family because, you know, there's collateral damage. The way that we handle the divorce, the way that we are, everybody around us is going to be affected, whether it's our job, whether it's our colleagues, whether it's our family, you know, they're going to be affected by the way that we handle it, period even if you don't have children. So the only way to make the process smoother is really making it about everybody else rather than yourself. That actually makes it easier because in turn, then you are able to improve yourself. So it's sort of like a a selfless, selfish act, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a very thin line between the two anyway. (laughs) And you're absolutely right because, I mean, you have to take care of yourself in order to be effective and available for those who need you, especially children and and family members and even people you work with because you need to actually be present in order to be effective in whatever area of your life you're um, involved in. Sure. And and ultimately that will happen if you, you know, make sure that your perspective and your perception of the situation is not through necessarily your eyes but through the eyes of others that's when you're going to have that wake-up call, right? That's when you're going to realize how your behaviors or how you've been handling it is affecting everybody else. And that should actually be the trigger for you to change and to get out of this rut that you're stuck in or this belief that you're never going to be able to achieve something when in reality you've done it before. We achieve things on a daily basis. We're successful on a daily basis just waking up and doing the things that we need to do to function so we already have that pattern for success unconsciously. It's just a matter of tapping into it and really applying it to where we want it to in our lives. And it's actually not that difficult. It's quite easy to do. And one of them, as I mentioned before, the minute you start thinking about somebody else, you know, if you want to ever learn anything about yourself, and I tell this to my clients all the time, we sit, we're a, a being of analyzing, right? We analyze every situation, especially as women. You know, you sit there and you just analyze why and why did he do this and why did she do this? And, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted time. Because if you ever want to learn about yourself, the best way to do it is just ask someone, you know, either you actually don't have to ask someone. You can just make an invisible friend up, okay? Mm-hmm. You could pretend that you have somebody invisible that's spending the whole day with you from morning until night. What would this invisible person see at the end of the day? What would they be writing down throughout the day noticing about you, right? What would they notice your skills are? What would they notice your talents are? Uh, what would they notice your emotional states are? And, and when you're doing this, you're seeing it from a different perspective, right? That you would That you might ignore or overlook when you're looking it through your eyes. And that's a really great way to learn about yourself. You don't have to even ask anybody. You don't have to get anybody's opinion and you don't have to analyze what somebody else says. Do it yourself. You know, and I teach this a lot to my clients and they love doing this because at the end of the day when they write things down, they realize there's 
so much talent they have. There's so many skills that they're doing, and there's so many things that they're doing successfully throughout the day that can be applied to different areas. Right. And, right. and, and even the, at the most basic level, the fact that you get up in the morning, the fact that you take your kids to school, the fact that you um, decide that you're going to go to school, all those things are, are small success. Well, not small, but they're successes, and they and you can build on those, especially if you tune into them. Because a lot of times we just say, oh, that's just life. That's just what I do every day. But it's important to really bring some credence to those different activities because, hey, I, I did something great today. I did something wonderful, and I can do this hard thing. I can get through this hard situation, and I can start creating the life that I want to live for me and my children to feel successful and to have them launch from our from my home, you know, ready to face the world and be, you know, productive citizens and achieve their goals and dreams. So Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's it's so interesting because like what you're saying, you know, the reality is this. When you do something like that, when you actually take the day and you look at the things that you do successfully, even just waking up, like you said, you know, and just going through the process and seeing it from the eyes of somebody else, right, mm-hmm. your, your invisible friend, you're going to realize that there's a lot of things that you're doing that you didn't notice before. And you, when you're consciously aware of that, okay, so this amazing unconscious ability has come out to be able to show you these things and you consciously are able, then you're able to decide where you're going to apply it. And let me give you an example because I have a lot of clients and I'm sure that this is going to be familiar to you and you've heard this many times before. Mm -hmm. I have clients that are high power, successful women that have very big careers that run departments or companies that have from 50 to 200 employees work diligently, effectively, are amazing at what they do, extremely organized, know how to delegate. And then they come home, they've got three kids, and the house is a disaster. They're completely disorganized. They don't know what to do. They're stressed (laughs) out. They can't handle the situation. And I sit there, and, and it's amazing, right? It's just beyond amazing. But in many areas of our life, we're, we have these incredible talents in one area, and then we are complete opposite in other areas. Um, same thing goes with women that are you know, very driven and very independent and strong at work and could be very weak in a relationship mm-hmm. or socially. So the thing is, is that once you see it, because they're not seeing it that way, you don't look at yourself that way, right? You just go through life. You just do what you have to do and go with your unconscious behaviors. But when you actually have it on a paper in front of you and see, wow, but I'm really good at delegating what I'm at work. You know, I'm really amazing at getting people motivated to do things that they have to do. So it obviously makes it easier on me and the job gets done. How come I'm not doing this at home? Okay, well, how do I do this? Let me look more into detail of how I'm doing this at work because it can be applied at home. And the same thing goes with what we're talking about, the, the fear of the loss, the fear of the financials. Well, you know what? There's something else that you're doing in your life, I assure you, that's giving you the confidence, and the confidence to know that you have the ability to do it on your own and to get to the point that you want to do. You've just got to figure out how you're doing it in the other areas. And it's like, we have, and it's like we have, there's a blind spot you know, in certain areas of our lives where we just simply can't see how wonderful we are, first of all, or that we have the ability to 
be successful in that area of our lives just as we are in the areas that we are excelling in. So sure. that that's that's so very interesting. I, I had to laugh when you were talking about that because I I I know the feeling. It's like right. work, my career, I am just successful. I can get get in there, I can organize and I can do all these things. But when home life, it's like, okay, so what do I do now? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah. okay. I can do this. I have to tell myself I can do this. If I can do this at work, I can do this at home. Or at least exactly. delegate it to someone, you know. Right. And that might be the best option for me. But, you know, in the interim, um, that information is absolutely wonderful, and I'm sure the listeners will benefit from it and hopefully start putting it into practice. Um, I know that you have some events coming up, um, especially one in Miami. So tell us about that and what you'll be doing there um, and perhaps some listeners in that area will be able to, to attend. Sure, sure, definitely. Um, well, I'm very excited because in addition to having my one-on-one coaching practice, I also do seminars. I do parenting seminars, uh, which is really very beneficial whether you're married or not. It doesn't matter your marital status. It's just specifically helping you with communication skills to really understand your children better and get the results that you want as far as you know being a good parent and their reactions. Mm-hmm. And so I do those seminars, and as well as I do public speaking and different lectures. And I just actually spoke at the Divorce Expo in Chicago, and we're doing one here, uh, and they're doing one here in Miami. It's actually in at the Western Diplomat Hotel, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous hotel. It's going to be an amazing day. There's incredible speakers. And what's amazing about the Divorce Expo, if people aren't aware of it, because people are sort of like, oh, the Divorce Expo? Like, what's that? Yeah. And what I always say is this. I say, well, it's a lot harder to get divorced than it is to get married. Mm-hmm. And there have been bridal expos for many, many, many years. So it's about time that there's this convention or conference or expo that puts various different experts at your disposal to hear their advice and really help you through the process, whether it's when you're contemplating or you're already in the process of being, you know, going through the divorce and at court or it's post, right? And you're, you're trying to figure out how to cope with the, the aftermath. So there are amazing, amazing speakers. I personally, um, I speak about moving forward, you know, and really learning how to gain control and minimize the effects of divorce on you and your children mm-hmm. and uh, really a lot of tools and techniques. What I am really avid about is I like to teach people how to do things, right? We all know the what. So I teach them Mm -hmm. how so that when they walk out of the lecture, they've already got the techniques on how to move forward, not just by doing it. And I'm talking about on an unconscious level, not just a conscious level, on what are the changes they need to make and how they need to make those changes specifically. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, if anybody wants to find out, they can go to thedivorceexpo.com. It's something that you really don't want to miss. Our, um, I, our keynote speaker is actually from uh, Atlanta, Dr. Alduin Tart. So he's oh, a psychologist. Yes, I like him. He's really good. Yeah, he's great. So he's the keynote. And there's also what's also really good about this expo is that there's also going to be a track of uh, lectures to people that are in the divorce industry, professionals in the divorce industry, which is a great networking opportunity for them Mm -hmm. to, you know, meet, let's say you're a lawyer and you want to meet an accountant because you have, you share the same clients, right? So a CDFA, right. So it's really great because there's going to be some really valuable information. I do that as well. Uh, I do uh, lectures for mediators and lawyers and CDFAs. 
Mm-hmm. So really the whole point in divorce is that if everybody is on the same page, whether it be the professionals industry, the people that are going through it, if they have the right information, if they have the right train of thought and how to approach divorce, then it does not have to be uh, such a traumatic event in your life that you, it, that's going to deter you from moving forward. It really can be normalcy. It can be the opportunity of, having the life you want, being the parent you want, giving your child happiness, and making sure that you instill the right beliefs in them so that they pick the right person when they get married and have a wonderful example of what marriage is supposed to be, right? Because that's yeah. ultimately what, what we want to teach our children. So exactly. that's, that's pretty much it. So I'm really excited. Anybody wants to come, I invite you all. It's a great, it's a great reason for people all over the States to come and take a weekend out to... Miami and the Hollywood area, actually, and just combine having a weekend away with gaining this amazing information that would take months of research to be doing and cost a lot of money to be consulting with all of these professionals individually. So that's, that's my next event. And I also have my website, lifeaftersplit.com. Okay. I do complimentary consultations, and uh, anybody is welcome to reach out to me that way on my website or give me a call. Oh, I'm very accessible. <laughs> and so um, can they follow you on Twitter or um, fan, either fan page on Facebook they can um, like? Sure. There's a fan page of Life After Split Coaching on Facebook. And on Twitter, it's Liz underscore Becker is my Twitter. And it, they can follow me on those areas. Or they can just email me at Liz at LifeAfterSplit.com. Excellent. Liz, thank you so much for sharing that information um, about the coming events, your website, as well as your social media account information, and, and more importantly, for sharing about your journey and um, NLP and how it can be very effective in getting through the process of divorce successfully. I am so happy you were able to be on the show. I'm so thankful that you invited me. Thank you so much, Samantha. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. So, we will definitely talk later and, um, of course, keep up with what you're doing. And your information will be displayed on the post that this um, program is shown on so people have your information, they can see it, and they can click on different links to get to you as well. Excellent. Okay. Well, you have. Thank-